Welcome back to Pokemon Radio. We're your hosts, Derek and Ceci, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Professor Oak's Pokemon Talk. Now, unfortunately, Professor Oak is unable to join us because he fell off one of the raised walkways on Route 7. Um, We have no further updates at this time. Uh, We don't know how far of a fall it was. Um, The only update we do have is that um, we still haven't been paid. So, like, get out of the hospital, get well soon, and and, and forward that over. Um, But best at least he's got like a cushion of that tall grass to fall onto yeah. so you know probably just more shaken up than just actually a, just injured. a little bruise <laughs> yeah, hurt not injured that, that's that's all it is uh, <laughs> last time we left our trainers it was right outside of Mistralton city after a weird series of encounters over in charged stone cave and we are very glad to be out of charged stone cave but before we get into Mistralton city and the joys of not being in caves anymore for for now just for now, let's do a quick team check-in with Nick and Angel. Let's talk about Nick's beefy, beefy team. Um. Where did this come from? <laughs> it is obnoxious. I don't like it. I told you he's fueled by rage mm-hmm. now. Like, y'all better watch Excuses. out. Um, okay, so as a, as a reminder, um, at this moment, Nick is still not settled on his team of six. So I'm going to read off sort of the six that he's mostly leaning towards and then the other two that he's still trying to make a decision on. So leading us off, we have Sewer Rat Jr., still a Mincino at level 38, Red Eye, the Basculin at level 36, Nazca Lines, the Sigilith, level 36, Blizzard, a Vanillish at level 36. BEC Junior, Emolga, level 37. Liam, the superior, at level 42. Um, and then the two that uh, are still a little bit in rotation, but probably rotating off are uh, Seb, the Lipard, at level 36. And Stolen Out, Stolen Art, now a Cofagregis at level 36. Yeah, I don't know where this came from. I don't know why this happened. It is just, it is frustrating. We got <laughs> Angel's team coming in. It's just, uh, uh, like I said, more time apparently spent. Uh, Wee little babies. More, more time spent on the fashion of the Pokemon and, and the fashion of what's going on than it is so far on the power of the Pokemon. So we'll start with uh, Eager Beaver, the Duat, uh, over at level 34. So look at that. It's exciting. Almost We got a, a Blossom, the Masharna, at level 33. <laughs> We got Grease Lightning, the Zeb Strika at level 34. Look at that. We got Scolding Stork, the little ducky, at level 30. Is it still still Ducklet at level 32? Or Swana. Okay. So just, it's creeping up there. We got uh, Bandit, the Crocorock, at level 33. And then Weenie Hut Jr., the little little Vanilla Man at level 32. Yeah. So look at that. Uh, I think he's probably still yes. vanilla. Yes, yes. Okay. I mean, she's... With the exception of Superior, like, Nick's not, like, excessively higher than that. He does also have two more Pokemon trained up than she does, but, uh... We're just gonna ignore that. Know. Um, it was a full I team mean... of six. Wait, that was a full team of six, wasn't it, that I named? 
Okay, I thought so. Yeah, Nick has <laughs> it's eight. Overachieving. And we don't we don't like to talk about overachievers. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, as I try to put my uh, notes away and try to twist my back to further. So I'm an old man for everybody in the podcast out there and um managed to help. Angel actually moved. Fun fact, Angel and I moved in together. So as we're on this Pokemon journey, no, what's what's wrong? Hearts break across the world. Oh, yeah, it was, uh, of course. <laughs> and within not even 10 minutes of this starting of the move, the first heavy object I picked up with one of her friends, I, like, climb in the truck, turn, and then just, like, that doesn't feel right. And the entire right side of my back and my body is just, like, just a numb pain. And then every time I try to move, it, it turns into a different type of pain. So, uh. This is why you don't skip leg day, I don't. Derek. I never skip leg day. Oh, we, we, well, you should extra super nuts. Apparently, like I need to double up. I don't know what it was, but it wasn't fun. So, we're gonna. <laughs> do you hear any yelps and then just silence on my end? I had a good run. Um, so back into Mistralton City. Uh, <laughs> this is Nick's favorite place, and and I think I can tell why. It's basically a town built into an entire airfield with a series of different cargo planes and a runway, making up the entire west portion of the town. Um, and when you get south of the runway, there's greenhouses fields you can get crops and exports it's like i'm assuming what they ship out of the planes or what they say when they're actually shipping out their drugs um and there is also <laughs> a, an air traffic control tower that doubles the cargo loading zone for flight so it's got the whole setup there i can see why nick was fascinated and into it seems like his kind of place um to spend some yeah, time yeah this seems like an apt place for a reminder or a, maybe just uh enlightenment on nick so nick is in engineer mechanical engineer uh automotive at the moment but um nick loves airplanes um mostly because they shouldn't fly and yet they do so like <laughs> nick is the person that when we go through turbulence or like i'm a particularly nervous around like takeoffs and landings and he likes to narrate what's happening as if he thinks that's gonna help it does in fact make it worse <laughs> i can't imagine why <laughs> Um, yeah, not, not ideal for me, but, um, yeah, he flew, he had a student pilot license when he was a kid and now is getting back in the saddle and working towards his license again. So yeah, Nick was just in heaven here. I can imagine. Yeah. This, that was kind of one of my first thoughts when I saw it. I was like, this seems like exactly what he'd be, the exact place he'd want to be. Um, wait, this is so important actually. Um, Maybe I'll leave this in or maybe I'll cut it out. But when we were talking about coming to Atlanta, Nick was like, um, they better like crown me king of Atlanta when I get there. And I was like, what What do you mean? And he was like, my first word was Delta. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, fair. First of all, like what an impressive first word. And second of all, like, yeah, Atlanta should why, like really just. <laughs> why am I even partially surprised that that was Nick's first word? I feel like I should have. It shouldn't be. It's a, a double syllable word. Just, of like, course. That's just, yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming mine was some sort of cuss word. I don't know that for a fact, but I'm just going to go ahead and guess. No. I asked my parents and they had no idea. So I was like, thanks, guys. <laughs> thanks for being there. Thanks, thanks for paying yeah. attention to all those important moments. No. I mean, granted, there were two of us, but like still, mm. we were the first one. So like they should have been taking better notes. <laughs> All right, now moving on, Unova does have a consolidated move tutor in the move family here in Miss Charlton City. So this old man is a move deleter who can make a Pokemon forget any move, even moves top and HM, which is clutch because some of those HMs don't age well at all. 
Uh, and the little girl is the move Rebinder, who can help make us remember moves in exchange for a hard scale for moves that have been forgotten. It feels like, and one thing that we've heard, we've heard rumors in, in continents around the world that you don't have to go through all this trouble, that Pokemon are more intelligent <laughs> than we think, and trying to limit them to four moves ever is not a very smart idea. But for now, we have to deal with the restraints of whatever these barbaric laws are in Unova, and that they can only know four moves, and they have to have amnesia apparently if they know anything else so good that it's all consolidated in I one mean, place but uh still a barbaric i practice. feel like this is i feel like this is a good place for us to pause and like dig into our feelings about the reusable tms because that's in current times now no longer a thing but in unova this is the first place where they were introduced um as could be reusable and what i have found derek and i'm curious to hear what you think across this journey in particular for several pokemon nick has designated almost like just a tm slot Mm. so like a pokemon will know three moves that it has you know learned through its learn set naturally And then because he can reuse TMs, he'll just swap out, you know, oh, today you know Flash, today, now you know Thunderbolt, now you know Volt Switch, like, clearly this is for Emolga, but, like, I don't know. I I feel like it's interesting from a strategic standpoint, because, like, that's not how I raise my Pokemon, but at the same time, it's like, I, I feel like there should be some stakes or no stakes and right now it's like a weird mix of like sometimes there are stakes and sometimes there are no stakes so i'm gonna be honest with you i had no idea that tms were reusable um that's cool i'm happy to hear that um tms (laughs) are not usually it's not something angel has relied very heavily on the move sets of the pokemon and having basically a nice mix up in types um but yeah fun fact didn't realize that but that's super cool i'm gonna let her know that um and yeah well at least now you know and i guess we'll revisit our feelings better late than never (laughs) and now for a quick word from our sponsors Hello there. Everyone loves Mistralton Cargo Services. One of the best things about Mistralton City. It's amazing. We're here to discover and transport and get you all of your favorite TMs. We send TMs everywhere. We send TMs to Pokemon trainers and to students and to parents and doctors and all the most important. Everybody gets TMs. Everybody gets TMs. And it's everybody knows what you got to teach your Pokemon. What, what are they for? Moves. And I promise that um, it's not tiny mushrooms. There's they're 100% this is for like technical machines. Like this is a legitimate business and we transport, we transport the tiny mushrooms. I mean the, the TMs to people and this is like legit and it's not sketchy and I don't know what's coming over me right now, but tiny mushrooms, tiny mushrooms. They're not drugs, it's technical machines. Tiny mushrooms, tiny mushrooms. We're legitimate and not illegal. Um, yeah, uh, so please don't uh, investigate TM's super legit. Uh, tiny mushrooms. Now back to our show. Now on the north side of town, we run into Cedric uh, Juniper, Professor Juniper's father. Which is, that sounds like, honestly, Cedric Juniper sounds like what the name of the professor should be. Like, a professor, I should say. It's a very professorly name. Uh, I feel like you gotta be like, Cedric Juniper. It just makes, yeah, it just makes me think of Harry Potter. And that makes me think of Robert Pattinson. So, like. 
I don't actually think of him as being that smart. <laughs> when I think of Robert Pattinson, I think of Smelly, and I don't know why. He looks like someone that would like. I think he's he seems entertaining. He seems great. He looks like someone that would smell. Oh yeah, he for sure does not. Okay, shower. okay. Absolutely not. I just thoughts. So. That was like my first. Association. I mean, I don't know that for sure. Like, if that's confirmed, yeah. but like, you're absolutely okay. right. I see. Like, yes, that man does not shower. Okay. Yeah, because Cedric Diggory that's, in Harry Potter, okay. um, Robert Pattinson played him before Twilight Days. Oh, I forgot about that. Before he was a sparkly vampire, he was a, a dead person. Um, a this, dead boy. <laughs> Cedric upgrades Pokedexes <laughs> with some new search functions, getting all fancy, and introduces us to Miss Stralton's gym leader, Skyla, a, a dope pilot, as you've described them. Um you know, I described her as a dope pilot in the sense of, like, being super cool, but now that you've already implied that these cargo planes run drugs. Double entendre. <laughs> a dope pilot and a dope pilot. I'm telling you. I'm thinking if any of y'all watch Lost in the audience, those planes that they were flying the little Mother Teresa's out of that were actually full of heroin, basically the same thing, except with, like, crops. They're just like, it's a corn on the cob. Did we watch the Damn. same show? What do you mean? Yeah. I don't remember that You don't remember Mr. All. Echo? I mean, Mr. Echo I'm was like... a drug smuggler. He, he snuck... I don't remember. Oh any yeah, of Mr. This. Echo snuck a uh, heroin uh, into Mother Teresa dolls and like stuffed him in, and then so they posed as they were fake priests with a bunch of Mother Teresa statues, uh, but they were actually heroin dealers or smugglers or something or other. Again, having no idea what you're talking about, I would bet good money that it's actually Virgin Mary statues. But probably, I don't know anything about like Virgin Mary, Mother <laughs> Teresa. What the hell's the difference? Okay, well, I don't think Skyla has any statues, religious or otherwise, on her person. And you well, they were religious statues <laughs> with heroin shoved up their asses. That was the important part, not who it was, whether it was Jesus' mom or cousin or aunt twice removed. That was not what I was concerned with, no. Oh my gosh, can you imagine if you're Jesus' cousin? Like, <laughs> man... <laughs> Talk about being overshadowed. Nothing you do is ever going to be nearly as You just got to make sure you have a different last name. You just can't have the same last name. I guess he, like, doesn't have one, I think. I don't know. Is is his last name not Christ? (laughs) (laughs) I thought his name was Jesus. (laughs) Oh, my God. We're going to hell. It was a serious question. I thought his name was Jesus... Jesus Cristo, but I guess not. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway. All right, let's talk about Skyla. Skyla is a dope pilot. Um, she's on her way to check on a sick Pokemon atop the Celestial Tower, and obviously we can't challenge the gym if the leader is off doing something else. So we follow her over north to Route 7 to go ahead and help check on this little Pokemon and everything. So... Getting into Route 7. I'm glad Angel... No, I'm going to interrupt oh, yeah, you again. I'm glad that Angel was in it to help the sick Pokemon, because Nick was more like, I'm going to babysit you until you come back so that I can, like, grind your team into the ground. <laughs> Nick has had a, just a really, like, just a... Real 180 yes. happening over here. Honestly, like, <laughs> we're going to make this topical, because The Last of Us just came out. For anyone who has ever played the game or seen the show, very opening scene of the game, and I guess the show as well, Joel, his daughter, tragedy happens, bam. And he has a split from going like, oh, I'm a loving dad, to like, I will beat your face in and probably enjoy it. That's what's happened with Nick, except without any specific event to trigger that. So he's had the Joel transformation. Oh, 
there was a specific event. It was his entire team so, getting slaughtered by Clay. Basically the same thing. You're right. Tragic <laughs> death. And all of a sudden, bam, he's now ready to beat some face in and watch his Pokemon do so. All right. Yes. So Route 7 has very, very tall grass with raised platforms above the grass that are kind of like these like, they almost remind me, is it like not trapeze things? What was the word? Tightrope walks. Like tightrope? Yeah. Yes. Catwalk. That's Catwalk. Where that's I went the as word. Well. That, okay. So yeah. they they don't look pleasant, but better than walking through a bunch of really tall grass, because um, grass is icky. Now you can walk on the raised platforms, <laughs> but if you stay stationary for too long, you're gonna fall off one of the sides, go into the grass, and be ambushed by Pokemon trying to just destroy you. Scythers can come out of nowhere, heads will get cut off. It gets really gross, so just <laughs> be careful up there. Um, the entire route can be traversed on those pathways, completely ignoring tall grass. You get past trainers. Or you could go through the tall grass and see wild Pokemon, see trainers, all that stuff. Um, the grass is too long for bikes, though, um, so that's annoying. So if you do want to go fast, too bad. You're going to kind of be stuck trudging through this this overly uncut grass that is in desperate need of some sort of yard work. Yeah, but I mean, if you're going to be walking through the grass instead of these pathways anyway, like you're probably not trying to... like make moves well that's a very good point you're probably there for at least they have the alternate route so you don't just have to get stuck in grass that is always good right um now a battle girl so if you do decide and and angel did decide to with the team a little under level to actually go through and try to fight some of these trainers because at this point avoiding battles has proved costly so gonna go ahead and battle people and a battle girl does gift charge beam which is exciting there's a tm and it's reusable since i just found that out so just throw You're it welcome. on everybody. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> Look at that. Get charge beam to everyone. Now, um, in one of the houses on the route as well, a hiker is going to trade in a Mulga for a Bulldor. Um, so that's exciting. Yeah. So noted if Nick has He's another Amolga. <laughs> he has, I think, at least a Rock and Rolla, if not a Bulldor. And, like, getting the Amolga is definitely the better end of that deal, given, like, what we literally just talked about of how you even get any Molga out of Shaking Grass when it's, like, 90% Audinos. Um, this seems like definitely the easier route to go. So Nick has a backup plan if it ever gets to that. But which, there will be no more deaths. <laughs> yeah, ideally. Ideally, crossing our fingers on that. Um, uh, and at the end of one of the... Walkways. <laughs> <laughs> we are ambushed by a trainer for a rotation triple battle which these i've you've heard my thoughts on these i don't like them you've heard the awfulness of just the confusion and the it's just a lot going on um it's just well it's like if you're on the walkways presumably you're trying to avoid trainer battles in the first place like clearly mm -hmm. both nick and angel like doubled back to do some battling and training against um the folks on this route but like when you're coming off of a walkway which like there were some trainers on the walkways as well like you think you're in the clear, you don't see anybody around, you can kind of, like, let out a breath and, like, let your guard down a little bit. And then, mm. like, this asshole comes out of nowhere asking for, forcing you, basically, into a rotation battle or a triple battle. And just, like, adds a completely unnecessary level of danger and chaos to an already <laughs> dangerous and chaotic Nuzlocke challenge. 100%. It, it is just, like... A level of annoyance too because it's just so many things happening at once pokemon flying everywhere you're yelling one command one pokemon's looking at you confused another's trying to use an attack it can't 
it's pure chaos and it feels like it's almost like it reminds me of in mario kart when you do baby park and it's just like oh yeah yes as anyone who's played baby park knows that like skill goes out the window (laughs) strategy goes out the window it is literally luck just close your eyes and hope you don't get hit with 700 items in 12 seconds that's what the triple battles feel like and i'm not just not a fan angel so one of the angel really enjoys more leisurely pokemon activities she wants it to be enjoyable once there's a certain number of rules and things laid out it's just like now this is annoying why would i waste my time with this and this passes that threshold (laughs) um and i agree i'm gonna concur on that because i'm not a fan on it uh and i say the one to you triple battle (laughs) the one good thing for nick with the rotation battles is as i think i said last time we talked about these pretty much the best strategy for rotation battles to just put a one pokemon out front and try and have them deal with all three of your opponent's pokemon and given that superior is like more than 10 levels stronger than literally anything else on this route that's what nick did and did not have any issues <laughs> well that that's the good news yeah it was a bit more of a struggle uh angel's been very good about and and i've been keeping a tally that's kind of my job is i'm kind of in charge of inventory management staying real high on super potions and hyper potions so making sure to stay extra stocked up in the case that something like this goes down um so yeah that is it worked out well despite the fact that it seemed like it was a setup there um speaking of setups this is a complete random aside we're one never drive through alabama i think it's just like a life lesson everybody should know but while we were driving there this past weekend, there was a literal spot with like talking about a trap that had to be some sort of speed trap that had three different speed limit signs within a hundred feet of each other. It went 55, 40, like 45 or something like that, which is jammed up. Two of them were like 20 feet from each other. So like that were they like construction signs or is just like a straight up speed limit. Layout? No, like just straight up like a speed okay. limit sign, like regular speed limit sign. Like it was wild so that's another look i have every metaphor for a triple battle every awful thing that's what these are don't do them again <laughs> um now anyway um there is another exciting moment here that a pokemon ranger here gives us a berry that he claims came from a tree and then says it's slow business growing a tree uh, it, definitely some code for some stuff but in order to learn more about this situation and just everything going on in this area field correspondent gabby interviewed a fellow that mentioned about pleasing trees tree pleasing is is that is that am i reading this right on the notes i don't know we're gonna send it over to gabby to find out more a quick break and we'll be right back with the show hi there folks field correspondent gabby here on route seven with one of our illustrious pokemon rangers it's so good to have you here with us today sir what's your name yo my name is uh pedro like just pedro Awesome. Well, it's super good to have you here with us, Pokemon Ranger Pedro. Um, I am very excited about this interview, so let's just get right into questions. Um, can you tell us in your own words, like, what is the job of being a Pokemon Ranger? Like, a Pokemon Ranger is, like, there to make sure that everything's just flowing. Like, you gotta, gotta go with the, you gotta, like flow with the flow of nature so like the pokemon gotta be vibing right like the trainers you gotta be vibing right if you're not bam i'm gonna range you out of here you gotta make sure that all the pokemon get along and like love each other but most importantly you have to please the trees okay yeah 
Um, a lot of that tracks with what I've heard from other rangers in the past. So um, let's just dig a little bit deeper and tell us, how are you approaching this job of being a Pokemon ranger out here on Route 7? So you got to take it like real, like serious, like it's hard work to be a ranger because if like those vibes are off, you're not ranging, bro. You got to range when the vibes are right and everything like I just got to work hard and like go at it every day. But most importantly, like none of that matters if you're not pleasing the trees. And when I'm talking like it's not just like you can please a tree, but that's not doing anything like you're not ranging right, bro. But you need to, You can't please a tree. You need to please the trees just like that uh-huh okay um i'm gonna deviate like, please you gotta hit the ease that tree i'm gonna deviate a little bit from my uh prepared questions here because i'm just so curious um and i might regret this but can you tell us how exactly does one go about um the act of pleasing the trees oh you know it's like when the vibes hit right and all the pokemon are vibing and the trainers are vibing and the trees are vibing and you just see them and you hear that tree talking to you and sometimes it talks confused sometimes it's excited sometimes it talks dirty it doesn't matter what it is when you know and that vibe hits right you will know that you please the trees because some people a lot of people they think they can they want to say they can but only ranger pedro can please that tree okay on like a sensual level you gotta please the tree yeah yeah i think we i think we got that um thank you for that descriptive illustrious answer um well we just luckily have time for one more question the patented hard-hitting question to the folks at home what do you say to allegations that tiny mushrooms are in fact psychedelic drugs bro though like if i was on psychedelics i couldn't talk to the tree what are you talking about now back to our show um that, that i guess that speaks for itself um i'm not gonna address that he needs to go find tiny mushroom lady <laughs> and you know just live out their best lives <laughs> they're, together. they're meant to be together if any of y'all have watched are you the one out there they're definitely a perfect match now um <laughs> moving on um halfway through the route just past the house with a pokemon healer our mom calls just to tell us to give credit to our pokemon for their hard work what a wholesome message thanks I, mom that, that, yeah. <laughs> little thumbs up not, psa yeah not not you know really critical to our journey but no. like it's nice to know you're thinking about us yeah it's it's there <laughs> grassy ass Anyway, um, the Celestial Tower. It's it's a tower that's celestial. Um, heading into this, it is clearly another Pokemon graveyard, uh, which is always fun. Not depressing at all and not terrifying at all. Um, this one has a very pleasant name. It, you, the other ones had more ominous or like mysterious names. Celestial Tower sounds like it'd be very happy. It's not. Warning. Just don't go there. I, there's nothing to see there. But I mean... If you're looking at Mount Pyre versus Celestial Tower, one of those is clearly for dead Pokemon, and one of those is like, oh, I don't know, maybe it's just, like, got a bunch of stained glass windows or something. <laughs> yeah, it's just, ugh, it's a mess. And trainers still can't help themselves and just want to battle amongst all the headstones, like every other Poke Graveyard, because you can't let Pokemon rest in peace. You gotta battle above their gravestones, because that's just so peaceful isn't like when you get like a shiver out of nowhere it's because someone's walking across your grave 
I've never heard this before. I'm pretty sure it's like, yeah, when you like suddenly get like a chill for no reason, like the old wives' tale is because someone's walking across your grave. Like, what happens to all these Pokemon where we're literally battling on their graves? That's they possess Scythers and Scyther cuts everyone's heads off. We figured it out. Scythers are actually just wow, possessed by this is a the spirits of dead Pokemon. Bam. So every time you walk on a Poke Grave and step on a Poke Grave or battle on a Poke Grave, let me clarify. Every time you battle on a Poke Grave, that Pokemon spirit possesses a Scyther and it will cut your head off. Bam. Made science. Wow. Um, wow. Instead of getting a chill, you get beheaded. That checks out. Yeah. That's that's science. I I look at my notebook. It says it's science and we're good to go. Um, (laughs) Now, uh, a spiral staircase winds around the outer wall of the tower, which basically lets you get to different levels and move up into the tower. Um, Exciting. Nick actually apparently found a new little friend in the tower. Yes, because, like, what is Nick doing if he's not catching Pokemon? Can can never have Um, enough. Yes, so he caught himself a Litwick, level 29, uh, which is, like, not, all things considered, not horribly far behind. Like, yes, pretty far behind his own team, but, like, not that far behind Angel and, like, where other trainers are at this point. So, Mm -hmm. Um, Litwick uh, is named Generational Wealth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so uh, only rich people can own chandeliers that's, i guess that's again look at my notebook it says it's science so we're good to go it's science that's, that's all we need to um, worry about and uh yes so i know you're all dying to know now that nick has a ninth pokemon what is happening And at this point this is where he you know pretty much settled into a team um Seb the Lipard and uh, Nazca Lines the Sigilyph are now both living happy lives in hopeful retirement in the Pokemon daycare. Um, and Generational Wealth the Litwick has joined the team. So, Woo. weird team, but I think maybe final at this point. I don't know. We'll see. Who knows? It's Nick. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say at this point, I have no doubts that there's going to be some sort of switch up going on. But hey, if when you when you have that much like need for vengeance, I just think he needs to over level like twenty Pokemon, and then just rotate them out to pub stop everyone. And that feels like the vibe he's yeah. going for. So. I mean, pretty much, yeah. No, no, <laughs> he's nothing. got nine Pokemon in the mix, so eight if you count. You know, for realsies, the two that are chilling in the daycare, so... <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Now, at the top of the tower, we do finally find Skyla, who has already given the sick Pokemon a max revive. Look at that. Um, she asks to ring the bell, which almost sounds like a threat, uh, telling us the tone will reveal <laughs> what kind of trainer we are. Um, usually, public service announcement. If someone tells you to ring my bell, you run. You run fast. <laughs> um there will be no bell ring but in this case Skyla seemed nice so after ringing the bell she's actually impressed with how strong and kind we must be uh, and how good of trainers that Nick and Angel must be based on the sound of the bell in reaction to the Pokemon and everything so there's a positive um, but watch out don't ring bells I won't tell you why but just know <laughs> um, so that, that's nice and more importantly especially on well, the ways Nick's, Nick is concerned this sends Skyla back to Miss Stralton City Gym, which is really why we, we don't want to go to a Poke Graveyard for fun. We were not here for for shits and gigs and such. We were there to try to get Skyla all the way back to the gym. And now for a quick word from our sponsors. 
At the UNOVA Hazards and Safety Administration, we make workplace risks and dangers our first priority. Unless it's Pokemon Gym. We just we just don't have time to stay on top of all those pesky gyms that operate throughout UNOVA. They're just, there's too many to keep track of. Besides, it's not like the Pokemon League pays us to turn a blind eye or anything. <clears throat> we work hard every day to make sure that your family is safe and protected at work. Unless they're a gym trainer or a challenger. I mean, challengers aren't even really employees anyway, so they don't really count. Remember, if you have a workplace safety concern or complaint, call the UNOVA Hazards and Safety Administration ASAP so we can address your needs. As long as it's not with a Pokemon gym. Now back to our show. Now we're going to go and walk all the way back over to the gym, which uh, is a flying type gym, which should be no surprise based on the fact that one, her name is Skyla, and two, <laughs> there is a runway there with planes everywhere. Honestly, if it would have been any other type, it would have been kind of funny because it would have just been like a, a a very hard left turn. But anyway, it's not. They're flying, and Clyde informs us of that. So thanks again, Clyde, for always being there for us, always having our back. Clyde, we, we, we can always count apologize. on you. We need to apologize to Clyde because we slash I kept getting his name wrong and we've been saying Clive for the last couple of episodes. That's Wait, an Clyde? entirely different person. His Damn name it. is Clyde. Good old CL. <laughs> I, 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 sorry, Clyde. I'm just going to go Clyde. I'm not going to say the last letters just to be uh, safe. Whoopsie. Hey, he didn't say anything to us, and, like, frankly, it's not the first time we've screwed up someone's name this season, and I'm pretty sure it's still not going to be the last, so. Yeah, I was about to say, I wish I could confidently say, like, no, there's no, no, there's 100% going to mess it up again, so, whoops. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving into the gym, uh, the gym puzzle set up as a series of human cannons. I, I did not make that up. I'm reading this correctly. Human cannons shooting us across the gym. This is a terrible idea. I don't know what their insurance bill has to be, but, like, there's been some weird setups I mean, for, like, but, like, literally you're jumping into a cannon and being shot out. I, I don't know how we survived. Like, between the Driftvale City Gym, which is just, like, a literal bottomless pit that we're walking around catwalks over, and this gym where we're literally shooting ourselves out of cannons, not to mention all of the other random, like, cold storage shit that we've come across like unova is just like one big osha violation and frankly now that i'm saying that out loud again that feels right for america well it's like the other thing is i think it just feeds into the gym leaders not wanting anyone to ever battle them because like who the hell wants to get shot out of a cannon like it's it's not it's one thing to be like oh the gym leader is intimidating oh it's annoying to get there oh there's a lot of obstacles to jump through this is like do I want to risk death to go battle this person it's just like y'all are just getting I'm I'm afraid for the next continent is it gonna be like literal like Russian roulette are you gonna have to like box a scyther what the fuck is it gonna be to like in order to get to the the I just I think they're getting too blatant with their dislike of battles and actually doing I their mean job literally the final cannon in this gym to get us to Skyla like overshoots us because you're supposed to land on this nice like soft padded 
like landing bullseye situation. No, it just like slammed us into a wall. And it's like, all right, I guess, yeah, we can't battle if we're dead. So, like, very clearly, Skyless is really taking it to the next level of not wanting to battle people. See, the thing was, too, Angel's like small and kind of like agile. And like, when she was, she was like getting shot out, like doing little spins and landing. My yeah, ass was just does, getting like aerial yoga. And yes, stuff, right? yes. Still, My ass yeah. is just getting thrown out, slamming against walls. <laughs> it was just, it was not a good time. I mean, but. same. Nick and I are a lot of like limbs <laughs> and like just height, and it was not a good time. <laughs> not even remotely. Uh, and then most of the gym trainers are just basically pilots and ground crew. Um, you do point out that it's all dudes in there, so that is a. Uh, yeah, interestingly, they're all men, and then Skyla is the only woman in the gym. And I don't really know what that says about Skyla. It's good white feminism at play here. I think only men are dumb enough to be shot out of cannons to get to work every day. That's <laughs> going to be my vote on that. Um, now, you mentioned that uh, in unshocking news, uh, Nick didn't have really the hardest time with this gym. Yes, yeah, so uh, Nick's Amolga and Vanillish, the BEC Junior and Blizzard, being electric type and ice type and very overleveled, just absolutely ran the table here and just completely decimated this gym. I mean, I'm talking one hit KO after one hit KO after one hit KO. It was not. It was not anything worth taking notes on, except maybe like to indicate that i now have like a slight level of fear <laughs> but <laughs> yeah uh, surprisingly about angel even slightly under leveled um both uh grease lightning the zeb striker and weenie hut jr mm. the vanillaite which became a vanillish at some point within this um got a good amount of work in through celestial tower so they were in mid 30s maybe 35 36 something in that range potentially um, and they were able to kind of run through pretty good because strong ice attacks, strong electric attacks. Uh, Grease Lightning's kind of been the workhorse, all the pun intended, of like the pun last, intended. like, I don't know how long of this journey so far. So was able to, when we actually get into Skyla, because Skyla did have to kind of run through Skyla's team. There's a Swoobat level 33, an Un Pheasant, Un Pheasant, Un Pheasant at level 33. I say Un Pheasant. Un yeah. uh, And then Swana at level 35. Um, yeah, like there, there was, I think maybe a potion or two got used cause an attack missed or something or other, but it really wasn't, there's was nothing too nope. exciting there. Um, especially, All one hit KOs here. especially Swana being the double whammy of, isn't Swana water flying? Yes. So yeah, yeah. Zeb Strika was dead. That wasn't much of a, wasn't much of a challenge. Now upon defeat, Skyla does award us the jet badge and the TM 62 acrobatics you know what? It'd be nice if you taught us acrobatics before you shot us at a cannon, Skyla. Maybe that's how you should do it for now on. Give acrobatic lessons beforehand. Like, I appreciate the snark and the sarcasm, and I'm here for it, and I agree with you, but also, like, acrobatics is such a fucking good move, so... Well, now that I know we can reuse it over and over. (laughs) (laughs) It's a physical flying-type move, and the power is doubled if the Pokemon that's using it is not holding an item, and it's like, we're dumb dummies. When do we ever give our Pokemon items to hold? Actually, okay, taking notes. (laughs) Use TMs, and specifically this one. I'm going to get a whole little journal of notes over to Angel and be like, I haven't been leading you astray, but I've been giving you terrible advice, so I'm going to have to work on that. Now, as we leave the gym, we run into N, which... 
every time we speak to this person, I get more and more confused about everything, about their purpose, about the entire purpose of what are they uh team magma plasma plasma i want to call them magma (laughs) i don't know why i want to call them magma team plasma i don't know why they're here i really i was gonna say i really hoped that you were paying attention because (laughs) like n just starts like waxing poetic about the hero of unova and some legendary dragons and nick immediately tuned out because like again he's only here to kick ass and take names and he's like look i don't understand your deal I literally could not give two fucks. Like, you want to take over the world? Go for it. Fine. That's cool with me. I have no problems with that. But, like, and just kept talking. And Nick was like, I don't know how to end this conversation. Yeah. I, I wasn't paying any attention. I, he said something about being a hero. Um, and that apparently Getsis is searching for a light stone and a dark stone that to awaken, awaken some Pokemon. And then N says he's going to liberate the pokemon but then he feels bad because he's like "Ooh, you guys have good relationships but then i want to all this made me think of the whole time because once he said he was going to be a hero all i could think about the whole time was i'm sure everybody out there knows the song hero by i think it's enrique iglesias i want to say it's i can be a hero baby yes but the thing is when i in that song when it plays in my mind for whatever reason i picture it as like a nickelback or like a creed song so like a I can be your hero like that's how I picture it being sung, and it makes no yes. sense. But that's all I could hear when Ed was talking. So I was picturing like instead of the Charlie Brown like yes, but just- <laughs> hearing it over that was like Nickelback fused with Creed. So whatever that makes, singing "Hero" by Enrique Iglesias, um, that was what I experienced during the entirety of him talking. Um, so I'm glad that neither of us are paying attention. I have no idea what's no, going not, on. <laughs> not even remotely. Because, well, the best part was he finished his whole little tirade and then just left. Just walked away. Turned and left. Um, and I was incredibly confused at that point. Because I looked at Angel. She wasn't paying attention. I didn't know what was said. I was like, I mean, I hope he didn't threaten us. Maybe he told us good news. I wouldn't know. Um, all I would know is that I actually don't know. Pretty sure he complimented Nick and Angel and what good relationships they have with their Pokemon. So that's what I'm choosing to take away is the important context of this conversation. Definitely nothing about like reviving legendary dragon Pokemon or liberating Pokemon without the use of force or whatever the fuck gets this is doing. Like I that, mean, that's, that's not important here. I mean, yeah, like that's cool and all, but like all I took from it is that I almost also don't know any of the words to hero outside of the chorus. And that kept bothering me because I kept repeating it. Enough about Enrique Iglesias, Nickelback, and Creed and the fusion of them when they fuse into one, like, three-headed monster of a musician group just doing all the types of musical things you've ever needed. We're going to wrap up this week's episode and let you think on that and have nightmares about that. Um, For now, we are done. But next week, we're going to get into Route 17, Route 18, P2 Laboratory, Mr. Alton Cave, Twist Mountain, and a whole bunch of other stuff. So for now, this has been Pokemon Radio with your host, Derek and Sessie on Professor Oak's Pokemon Talk. Sessie, hit him with the social media. If you are on Twitter or Instagram, of course, you can find us at Pokemon Radio Pod. Um, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts if that's where you listen to us. And no matter where you listen to us, uh, please subscribe or follow the show on whatever platform that might be. This show is made possible by support for your Goldrod Public Radio subscription from listeners like you. Always remember, in the Pokemon system, 
Unova trainers are considered especially talented. In Castellia City, the dedicated trainers who challenge the Pokemon League are usually members of an elite squad, but not Nick and Angel. These are their stories. Also, oh, the music video. Look at that. He's wearing a, a, a wife beater and a beanie. That is the most 2001 combo of all time. And it was released in 2001. Wow, I guessed right. Um, That was a miracle. Oh, yeah, duh. I know the beginning of this. The would you dance? If I asked you to dance, would you run in there? See, that part, can't picture it with Nickelback and Creed. But when you get to that chorus, bam, he just like sprouts dirty blonde hair and a really bad goatee and just starts getting to that grunge. Um... Yeah, so that is my uh, experience for this part of the journey.